The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, the third Sunday in Advent. It's from Isaiah chapter 61. We're looking at verses 1, 3b, and then especially verses 10 and 11. In this reading, Jesus speaks first and then Isaiah replies. Well, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And Isaiah replies, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the Sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus came into this world to preach the good news of the gospel. In our reading, he had said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news. Well, he came to preach the good news and then he also came to work out the great exchange for us. And what he was going to do is he was going to take our sins upon himself and give us forgiveness his righteous, and his righteousness. He was going to live and die for us and pay for all of our sins and, and rise from the dead to prove his victory for us. Well, he won that victory for us so that we could be with him forever in heaven. In, in our reading then, to close the reading, Isaiah responds to what Jesus says he's going to do, preach and work out our salvation. Isaiah replies, he says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bride adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Through faith, Isaiah knew what Christ would do for him, that it was something that he couldn't possibly do for himself. He knew that Christ had prepared for him this eternal wedding banquet. That's heaven, eternal life, eternal joy for him and for all who by the grace of God believe in him. Well, on one occasion, Jesus did tell this parable of a wedding banquet. And in that parable, there was a king who invited guests to come to his son's wedding. And now what he did also do is he did also provide all of those people who were invited with wedding garments to wear to the, to the, to the feast. 
But one, one man who came to the feast, he refused to wear the wedding garment. And because he refused to wear the wedding garment, he was booted out of the wedding banquet. In this parable, the king is actually God. The son is Jesus. The wedding, bank is, the wedding banquet is eternal life. And those who are invited are all of those who receive the gospel call, who are called to faith in Jesus the Savior. The wedding clothes then would be the benefits of what Christ has done for us with his life and death and resurrection. And what Christ has done for us, winning for us forgiveness and righteousness, that makes us worthy of getting into the eternal wedding banquet. Well, the parable tells us that we need what Christ has done for us and without what Christ has done for us, how we can't get in, how we aren't eligible for eternal life. Jesus did say, no one comes to the Father except through me. Since God has blessed us by sending us the Holy Spirit to to make us believers and to clothe us with Christ's righteousness, with his blood and righteousness. What that means is that now we can join the prophet Isaiah in saying, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. When we consider what Christ has done for us, how he's done everything for our eternal salvation, Surely that does motivate us to follow the Apostle Paul's advice when he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. But notice what Isaiah also says here. He says, for as the soil makes the sprout come up and as a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before the nations. Spring up before the nations. Isn't it great to know that God not only calls us to faith and makes us believers, but then it's also his plan that we would spring up and grow. He doesn't want us to be spiritual weaklings who are struggling and struggling with every one of life's trials and troubles and, and with the temptations that Satan and the unbelieving world and our own sinful flesh would hurl our way. Oh, imagine if we were these spiritual weaklings struggling always like that. But see, what God wants to do is he wants us to spring up and grow. And instead of being spiritually weakling, spiritual weaklings, he wants us to be oaks of righteousness, as he said earlier in that reading. He wants us to be strong and able to withstand the storms of this life. But he has another reason, another purpose in wanting us to spring up and grow. He wants us to spring up and grow before the nations. Jesus said, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. 
those words, for the display of his splendor. God wants to use us and the joy and the strength that we have in our Savior to attract more and more people to the gospel so that the Holy Spirit can work on more and more people's hearts and souls and make more and more people to be believing children of God. So, Jesus said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and my addition here and your joy and your strength in the Lord that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So what Jesus does is he preaches and we rejoice and Faithful preachers and teachers would also preach and teach the word of God and, and we'd rejoice. And as we rejoice, what Jesus is going to be doing is he's going to be using us. He's going to be using us and the joy and the strength that we have to make his kingdom grow. And so we'll rejoice all the more as that kingdom grows, as we see more and more souls added to God's believing family. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for preaching to us the good news of our salvation through your life, death, and resurrection. Build us up and strengthen our faith for the display of your splendor so that more and more people are called to faith and we have more and more reason to rejoice. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.